Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 356. And I was wondering, have you ever asked for feedback? Like do, do people ask you for, you know, feedback? I mean, I've, whenever I go and stay somewhere and I use, uh, you know, like somewhere like What If is the one that I normally use. Uh, I find that that's, that's about the, the best one or uh, you, then when you subsequently stay somewhere. So I, I recently uh, stayed at the Travel Lodge and the uh, What If sends me a survey and the Travel Lodge, they also send me a survey. And how often do you, you know, just delete them or, you know, not worry about it? Um, you know, most people I would say wouldn't take the time to fill out a survey, but I do, and I've done two in the last two days, and one was with the Travel Lodge, and theirs was interesting. I mean, I'm always looking at what other people are doing to say, okay, is there, are they doing something great that I can take into my business, or is they, are they doing something really bad that I don't want to take into the business? And the Travel Lodge uh, feedback form was a really a little bit different, and you know, the normal you know, one to 10 and that kind of stuff, uh, kind of rating. And, um, and then there were some other questions uh, as well. And one of the ones that I liked at the, the bottom of this one was, if you were a, if you were the manager of the travel lodge, what would you do to run the place better? Basically something like that. It was said more eloquently than that. And I thought, well, you know what, that's a really good question. And so many people would just skip over that. But instead, what I did was um, said, make the customer's experience more, much more personalised and memorable. Now, you could say, well, they're just the travel lodge. They're not, they're not a budget accommodation. They're not a five-star accommodation. Um, you know, what are they ever going to care? But unless they get the feedback, they're never going to know. So I adopted, well, the comments that I put in well, was the, the mentality and the approach that is adopted by the Ritz-Carlton, which is like, you know, the best branded luxury hotels in the world. And that is to um, obviously always remember the person's name, but find out more about your customers. So find out what it is that they really love. For instance... If it's movies, you know, they're in town, they're in, and they love movies, then when they check into their room, there's a couple of movie passes waiting there for them. Or there's, I use the other example, uh, like myself, uh, with um, uh, healthy eating, and I said, you know, maybe it's a fresh bowl of fruit or a fresh few pieces of fruit or someone's favourite protein bar. And so, well, how would they know that? Well, what they do at the Ritz-Carlton is that, obviously, as they're going through and they're, you know, cleaning out rubbish and that kind of stuff. And it might be a case of they say, oh, well, I can see this person really loves, you know, this particular type of protein bar or something like that. Like, for instance, if the people had have taken note in Bali when I was there, they would have made a note of the fact that, man, this guy's eating a lot of these protein bars each day. 
uh, because I brought a box of them with me and that was one of my afternoon snacks I'd have. So there'd be at least one wrapper a day. So what the Ritz-Carlton does, it says, okay, this person loves these protein bars. Next time that they come and stay with us, there'll be a box of protein bars or a, a few protein bars or something like that waiting for them when they come in. Um, so don't, I mean, that's just such a, a massive wow experience. It's like, oh, wow, that's so generous. And it, you know, it might be a few dollars, but that customer is then going to tell everybody that that's the experience they got. And if that was the, the ethos and the culture of the company, you watch how much their occupancy rates would, would go up. And that would also allow them to take up, their, uh, you know, take up their rates, their rack rates, because of the fact that they're then becoming overbooked, uh, charged a little bit more, they can give a little bit more, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's all really important. So I thought that was a particularly good one. And then uh, the other survey that I've been asked to fill out recently was to do with my uh, payroll company. Now, I'm going to name them. It's ADP. And uh, I filled out this survey because I'm really unhappy with them. And uh, you, you had to go through and do the rating scores and stuff and then write some comments. And then at the end, you know, right, what could we do to improve the customer experience or, you know, why did you rate us that particular way? And uh, I'm never rude, but I'm always very upfront about the feedback that I provide because how is anyone ever going to improve if you don't give that honest, frank feedback? And I've always done that my whole life. People have asked for feedback. I've always done that. And I look at it from this perspective. If it was me, if it was my business, then I would want someone to tell me. Because so often I ask for feedback and you don't get the truth. People make up a story about you know why they're going somewhere else or what they're doing. It's like, yeah, just tell me the truth. I'm not gonna get upset about it. I just wanna know where's the opportunity for us to improve the business. And nine times out of 10, people will just not, not even uh, return uh, an email. Uh, a survey, anything like that. So that's why I always take the time to do it. And so what I wrote on uh, this particular survey was about their systems and how antiquated they are, how old-fashioned, how, uh, you know, they seem to be, have been developed for large corporations and I'm a sole trader and the system doesn't seem to be able to cope with me easily. And there's a couple of issues with, you know, they're changing to this single touch uh, authorization and all that kind of stuff at the, uh, by 1 July and they've had to make a number of changes and you know, me having to contact the tax office and do all these different things because they didn't set it up properly to start with um, and I entrusted them with that and now it's, you know, well just yesterday I got a $2,000 tax bill. There's no penalty that I have to pay the tax office because uh, things weren't done correctly and it's not that I don't have the money, it's the principle of, of uh, some of these matters. And every time I have to run a report, in this day and age, it's an online system, every time I run a report, a particular type of report, and there's about, oh, I'm gonna say there's about 10 to a dozen different reports that need to be uh, run, they cost $1.44 for every single time you run a report and you can't run any reports where it displays the details on screen. It either produces it to an Excel file or it produces it to a PDF. 
and you look at the font and it's like a, a payroll report out of the 1990s. Uh, like the font and the layout and everything. Um, so there was that and then there were some call center issues as well. So I, uh, you know, put all those things in there. Now, to their credit, within 24 hours, I had, it might have even been the same day, I had a phone call from the lady that said, have you got a few minutes to talk about your survey results? And I said to her, oh, well, it's, yeah, sure, I do. Um, I said, I was, well, through the call, I said, look, by the way, um, I think it's great that you're following through on these things uh, because that's the only way the change is going to take place. And so I spent 45 to 50 minutes on the phone with her explaining all the different things. And I was talking about the cost of certain things. Um, so, for instance, if I happen to forget that the... Um, so I, I need to run the payroll every Monday. Now, I said to her, I don't know whether this is an ATO thing or now that they're putting, they're putting in these other changes that it has to be a two-step process like this. But I have to submit... So, sorry, Elizabeth submits her timesheet... I authorise the timesheet and boom, in my world, that should be it. I've authorised the timesheet online. But no, I have to wait to get an email which can come sometimes minutes, sometimes hours later, depending on when I submit the timesheet. Then I have to log back in. I then have to go to a different screen and I have to confirm it by about five different clicks uh, to get to the spot where I have to confirm it and then it's all good to go. And it's like, if I forget that, uh, so it has to be done by midday. Now, if I forget to uh, confirm it, I get charged $75. Uh, because they will then, rather than call me to do it, they just automatically charge me a late, a late fee of $75. Now, depending on my day and the clients that I have and so forth, my schedule is very busy. So obviously I can uh, get sidetracked and forget to do that. And uh, yeah, so $75, which is crazy because obviously that's, that's just wasted money. Um, yeah, it costs me $2,500 a year to pay for this payroll service and they, get char- they charge me for everything, um, you know, reports and everything. Anyway, by the end of it, um, I told her all the things about the call center issues and all of that. And I said, look, can you see that I'm a sole trader? I'm not a big corporation. And you, you charge me for $46 or $56 or $75 for all these different charges to me when I've got one employee that I'm paying through it? Just doesn't make sense. And she said, yeah, yeah, I, I understand you know, what you, you're talking about. So to their credit, she said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the sales team to call you and they... Um, you know, they can look at some other options. And I said, well, I'm happy for them to call as long as they don't just try and sell me something. Because I said, the product, I told them last time what I needed and they, uh, they said that they, this was the product that I needed. So I said, I don't want them to just try and sell me another product. Uh, so to her credit, she just rang me before and said that they've um, managed to save me $10, so basically $520 uh, a year by reducing my fees by $10 a, um, a week. And uh, I thought, well, 
Yeah, it pays to it pays to uh, you know speak up, doesn't it? Got to put this on pause for a moment. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, I am back. Sorry about that. I had to attend to a a task, and so I think it just pays to always provide the feedback because how do we make this place a better place that we live in? Uh, unless you're prepared to, you know, provide some feedback, and then it's up to the organisation to take action. But um, you know, when you've got the opportunity to have an impact, step up and and have an impact because so many others will not. It's like the whole story in in life, isn't it? You want to get anywhere, it's going to be twice as hard as you think it is. If you dream big, you've got to work super, super hard to, uh, you know, achieve your dream because it's hard. The bigger the dream, the harder the work. Or as Eric Thomas says, the bigger the dream, the harder the grind. It doesn't sound anything like that, but anyway. Um, and so when there's an opportunity, I, I will always, uh, I'll always do it. Well, that's not true. I don't do it for some of them, uh, for the, you know, the accommodation ones. It's like, man, I can't be bothered filling that out. The, the experience was okay. The accommodation was okay and clean. I don't need to fill out a survey to say it was okay. It's more by exception. Like if it was, I always acknowledge great service because I think that's really important. And uh, if it's exceptionally bad service, I think people need to know that too. And the good people, the good places will always make a a change. So many years ago, uh, my ex-wife and I, we stayed up at a place in uh, the Sunshine Coast, Coolum, and it was the Hyde Coolum when it was called that. And like a five-star resort, golf course, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's an amazing resort. And uh, the the whole purpose of us picking out that resort, I guess it was, I used to do most of the selection and then Angela just agreed to it, but uh, uh, the main one of the main purpose was to go away somewhere to relax so that it's an amazing resort inside. There's kilometres of walking and, you know, riding paths. You've got access to the beach um, they have a spa centre there where you can't. There's no kids under 16 allowed, so it's nice and peaceful. They've got other places for the kids to be. We didn't have kids at this stage, um, so they had the spa centre. They had a big pool there. They had um, sauna, spa facilities. So if you know me, you know that I love all that. Fully equipped gym, all of that. Now that for me was one of the huge draw cards for going there. So we get there. And on checking in, they tell us that the, um, the spa centre is closed for renovations, including the gym, pool, etc. And I'm like, what? How come no one told me? Oh, the, you should have been told and blah, blah. I said, no. No one told me. So it really took the edge off the holiday because I couldn't do my workouts in the gym. You know, we didn't get that extra wow experience. No saunas, no spas. And I was peeved, man. I was really peeved. So when I got back, I wrote a letter 
to the general manager because I know at that time I was working at RACV and I know in these big organisations that if you just if you don't get the response that you want you keep escalating and keep going keep going keep going so um, I escalated it to the general manager so the I got a response within about two days from the general manager that apologised sincerely and apologised for the fact that it took the... Because I said it ruined the holiday. It was a, com, it was a complete downer um, on the whole holiday. And it had other costs associated with it because um, I think high car and um, some other aspects as well that um, kind of messed us around. And uh, anyway, to, to their credit, this is the difference between somebody that really knows how to treat customers well because now I'm telling you about it all these years later so what they did was he said um, that they weren't offering a refund or anything but they said what we would like to do is uh, next time you stay just let them know and they will upgrade us to it was called the Ambassador or Lodge or Ambassador Suites. Now, these are not motel-type units. These are fully functioning, fully independent, two-storey villas, Ambassador Villa. And it was, at the time, $830, I think, a night to stay in these places. And it's like, holy crap. And I'm like, I told Angela about it, I said, I wrote back and said, we accept. Thank you. <laughs> and so, um, of course, that was clever on their part because what is that going to do? We're going to go and stay again. So we went and we stayed. And the these villas are amazing. Like the fanciest things I've ever stayed in in my whole life. Incredible. Incredible things. And uh, actually, when we stayed there, we had Emily, I think, uh, at the time. And not only that, but they were separated from the rest of the resort around the golf course. And they had, you went and had your breakfast in a, a separate private, a huge little, well, it's like huge little, doesn't make sense, a huge building that was like a clubhouse to the tennis court, the tennis court throughout the front. And what they did was they provided morning tea, afternoon tea, uh, as well as um, drinks and canapes in the evening, as well as your breakfast and everything, all in that one spot, no extra, no extra charge. It was like first class. So in the evenings, we'd go across, it was just a short walk, like I'm talking like 20 metres walk from our front door, across to have canapes. We didn't drink wine or anything, but we went every night just because it made us feel special about um, participating with all these other people. And we're like, man, do they really pay... 850 bucks a night for this and they're of course thinking we are as well and um, we had a great time and not only that uh, every couple of nights we'd get a special invitation in an envelope on nice embossed paper and everything inviting us to you know go and have drinks and canapes with the general manager in another part of the resort Uh, one was an art launch night I think we got invited to two or three different things, which we went to all of them because we thought, wow, out of respect for the general manager inviting us. But it was just, you know, it was a really massive 
wow experience. So, um, it always pays to speak up rather than just bitch and moan about it and say, oh, this is what I didn't get and this is what I didn't get. Write a letter. Make a complaint, but always do it in a professional manner. Um, not an angry, angry type way. you just got to choose your words wisely. And uh, if you're listening to this, I hope that you do that with me too. I'm always looking for feedback. Always looking for feedback um, as to how we can better improve uh, things. So, yeah. Feedback, really important. So that's me out for today. I'm about to go and do a workout. Not with the injured shoulder. I'm going to do some abs. I'm going to do some cardio stuff. And uh, then go pick up the kitties from school. All right. Talk to you later. Tomorrow. Bye.